This is 15 Minutes to Freedom. I'm your host, Ryan Idell, and today's episode is Tactical Training Part 2, Finding Your Why. Today's episode, I'm going to share with you that your why is most likely shit and explain to you what I believe it should be. So here we sit. I'm committed to give seven days in a row of tactical training. Right? I'm not really asking for anything for this. As you're listening to the episode, there's still no advertisements, and no affiliate offers, nothing like that. If during my podcast you've heard something that you want more information of, you think there's a value to be added to your life by working in a more intimate setting with me, that is how you can pay me back by allowing me to help you achieve what you actually wish to have. Easiest way to do that is right now, between now and December 30th, I'm opening up five slots. So essentially, if you just email me, Ryan at GSD Media Group, it's also in the show notes here on iTunes, email me and say one of five, we can have a further conversation and see if you qualify to be one of those people. With that as the preface to this episode, I want to share the why. If by chance you have ever been involved in a network marketing company, a multi-level marketing company, some would even refer to it as a pyramid scheme, it seems like every first meeting, every first thing you go to, you just get pounded like, what's your why? What's your why? And it's over and over again, right? And you're put on the spot. At least I was. Sort of, there was a point in my life where I would have done anything possible to make extra money. There's nothing wrong with that. I actually believe that a network marketing company or, or a multi-level marketing company is a great source of supplementary income. It's something you do passively. It's something that requires no overhead, very little investment. As long as you believe in the product, you can share about it. I don't think there's anything wrong with a multi-level marketing company. I believe those that think it's a pyramid scheme don't truly understand what a pyramid scheme means and are literally saying it because they heard somebody else say it, and it's a way to justify their position as to why they were afraid to take a chance on it. I digress and move that to the side. As we talk about your why, you know, you're put in this room, and you're with a bunch of new attendees. You're with a bunch of people that are there for their first meeting. You know, the first thing you do is try to bring a guest, bring somebody that knows, likes, and trusts you to this meeting, there's an opportunity they don't want to miss out on. And you show up to this room, and it's typically, you know, in a, in a holiday inn or some sort of hotel. It's in a conference center. The speakers are in suits. Everybody else is there in whatever clothes they could get off work and scramble to the meeting because they don't want to miss out on this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Then you have people stand up in front of the room eventually, discussing their success stories, and ultimately their whys. Maybe you yourself have been this person. I know I have been. Maybe you stood up in front of the room and discussed your why. Maybe you didn't stand up and you sat in the back because you were timid. You didn't want to share it, but you had to write it down. And that was part of what was ingrained in you to be the driving force of the success that you would have inside this network marketing company. Well, certainly, I don't want to say that you can't have success in a network marketing company. My wife did very well for herself in the Rodan and Fields world. But the likelihood of you sitting here listening, saying, yeah, you know, I'm making an extra six figures a year is pretty small, right? And there's a whole bunch of reasons for that, most of which I believe is follow-through and consistency. 
But it could also be that the why that you attached to your business wasn't actually great enough. It didn't mean anything. Because there's something referred to as cognitive bias. Essentially, what you see and perceive from those around you determines what you're able to speak about based off fear of judgment, shame, guilt, and all these variables that go into life. See, that happens, that cognitive bias happens in every part of your life, not just as it pertains to a why situation. But this why situation is what we're discussing now. And so as the people stood in front of the room and shared with them, shared with you their why, that formed your ability to come up with your own. All goes back to what my buddy Frank Sell has shared. Who's thinking are you thinking? We all believe it to be our own, but more than likely, it's actually a combination of what we've been receiving from our environment. And so as things progress, the majority of the whys that come out of people's mouths or that you might have written down on a sheet of paper are tied to external things. I want to provide a retirement account for my parents. I want to be able to retire my parents. I want to be able to take care of them. I want to buy my dad that Corvette he's always wanted. That's my why. I want to pay for my daughter's college. Got to make sure she has what she wants. That's, that's my why. Do any of these sound familiar to you? Like think about right now, before I go any further, what would your why be? Why are you doing what you do every day for a living? What is the why? You see, I was forced down a path that made me answer this question in a very in-depth manner and methodology. It's no secret I went to Wake Up Warriors, Warrior Week 47. Wake Up Warrior, if you happen to be new to the show, is the brainchild of a guy named Garrett J. White. It's a men's only group right now. You can go to wakeupwarrior.com to find out a little bit more. But in Wake Up Warrior just like in so many other aspects and avenues, so many personal development routes, so many multi-level marketing companies, so many things in life, they ask you to come prepared with your why. You know, this is easy, right? It was easy for me at that point. My best friend Miles had died March 3rd, and my why was the fact of I felt compelled to come because in his passing, I was messed up. Right? I didn't know which way was forward. I didn't have a clear vision for what life would be without him, let alone a clear vision for how I was going to get to where I wanted to arrive at. That was my why. That was my why so much so that I stood up in front of a moving van, tearing through the hills and, and mountains in Southern California, somewhere around Orange County, admittedly don't know where it was at. And I had to stand up and profess my why on the very first day. I profess it out loud. And I say it with, with pride, like I know my why, right? I own this. I know why I'm here. This is my why. And I sit down. More people go through this moving, moving bus, this moving van, and share their version of what their why is, all somewhere comparable to what mine was, all tied to something external. But eventually, the tides change. And for those of you that might be interested in going to a Wake Up Warrior experience, I certainly don't want to ruin how the evolutions really evolve, right? How they they display themselves to you. 
What I will share with you is eventually there comes a turning point in my psyche and my understanding of what's going on that my why is no longer associated with Miles and the fact he's passed and I'm confused. My why isn't buying my dad a car. My why is not making sure my daughter has her college paid for. You see, those are all things. And things, if you attach your why to them, what happens when you achieve them? What happens if your why gets achieved? And I I buy my dad his Corvette. The why goes away. The momentum stops. As you get closer to that why, all of a sudden, the pressure comes off. Right? Think about when you were back in school. Think of senior year in high school. You get down to those last two weeks of school. You've passed finals and midterms. You really just get to coast into the finish line. And, and certainly once you graduate, all bets are off. Your, your pedal's not to the floor, right? You're not, you're not trying to push and expand every day. You're coasting for a little while. You're enjoying the fruits of your labor. And that's what happens when you attach your why to something that can be had. Same thing with your daughter's tuition, my daughter's tuition. Great. Based off inflation, things that go on, I save up $300,000 for her to go to college. Let's say I have a windfall of success and I'm able to do that in the next 12 calendar months. I guess then, based off that why, I should just stop. Or I have to sit down and figure out a new why, which means the first why wasn't really valid. Right? Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? Like the whys that we think that are external are eventually meaningless. The why that I'll encourage you to put in your psyche that you hold on to in your subconscious is you. You are your own why. You and then maybe your wife or husband. You then your wife or husband and then children. And that's it. You're your own why. Like you are actually worth it. And through you, essentially, all things then would be possible. Your why is you. Like I'll say mine. My why is me. My why is my wife, Lindsay, and my daughter, Gianna. Those are my whys. That's why I do everything that I do. And I can never achieve something that takes those things away. If I start every morning with those being a part of my why and I go to bed every night with those being a part of my level of success, it makes the driving force very simple because it's always moving side by side with me. I can never actually get there. It completely reframes what I believe to be possible or even probable for my life. So the whys that you have established that are all fancy and wordy and in-depth and complex and associated to an external source I would challenge you to realize those might be bullshit because one day they will go away. And when they go away, your belief system goes right out the door with it. And so, of course, we covered a purpose statement, right? That was day one. Like, what's the purpose for what you're doing? The day two here has been a why. Why is it worthwhile following through with your purpose statement? For me, it's for myself. I want to feel good every day. I want to feel in power. I want to feel in control. I want to feel driven. I want to feel focused. And I actually have the ability to do all those things. 
There's systems and processes and accountability that I can instill upon you and share with you that when you adopt it as your own, not because I told you you have to, but because you truly know it makes an impact in your life and you retain it as though there's no tomorrow, all of a sudden everything changes. Your why becomes you. And through you, then you can serve those around you. Again, wife, husband, son, daughter. What I found in my own personal life is I've shifted gears and stopped focusing on external whys and created internal whys. Every day, I'm able to get shit done. <laughs>